0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And I'm really, you know, all of a sudden, this uh, this new chat... Technology is changing everything. AI is taking uh, things to a level that I think uh, we were unprepared for uh, with GPT uh, chat. And uh, really ex- excited to have uh, as a guest today uh, a professor that I saw recently on News Nation. I, was watching, I watched News Nation a lot, to be honest with you. It's one of the very few more balanced uh, si- uh, stations out there. Dr. Alex Lawrence, he's joining us, he's an associate professor there at Weaver State University and uh, really found your approach very pragmatic in real world, which I think is so missing in academia today, to be perfectly honest with you. So it's like no we're going to force you to do something that you uh, aren't going to comply with. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the reality is is that this is here, this uh, GPT Chat, and this incredible technological capability, this ability to, to provide, uh, you know, a lot of solutions to a lot of problems is here. And I, I just really appreciate your approach. So So for for rather than me explaining what your approach is, uh, talk a little bit about your approach. Let's just make it simple.
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, thanks for having me, Kevin. Um, I think that uh, what's unique about it, and the reason that people like yourself want to talk to me is I'm, I'm embracing it, and I'm encouraging students to use it. And not only am I embracing and encouraging students to use it, I'm teaching them how to use it. And not just ChatGPT, but other AI tools that I think can, uh, that they're going to be using in the, in the real world. So I ask them to use it. I teach them to use it. Um, but the way that they, they show me that they've used it, I think, is the unique part. They have to tell me, yeah, okay, I used ChatGPT or I used this other tool, and this is what I asked it to do, and uh, here's some screenshots of that, and this is what it told me, and here's some screenshots of that. And then they have to explain to me in their own words in really short bullet points that they either present in person or do a voiceover video recording that prohibits them really from reading anything. They have to get to know what it is that they, that they were told by AI and have to be able to essentially teach that, which is one of the highest forms of learning. And so hopefully um, through that process, they're really getting to learn how to use the tools and uh, they're actually learning what they're telling them at a, at a high level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I really do love this. Plus, you're you're able to show some of the, in, in um some of the inadequacies there are, is in AI still. Even with ChatGPT, which we use, we use for our media. we get a little bit of background uh, informo- information. It's a big sense of move over Google <laughs> going on out there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but it has built-in inadequacies, and so what's happening in, in classrooms around the country is that they're using it even though they're they're told not to, uh, but they're not using it effectively. And this opaque approach to it is really under-equipping students. And what you're trying to do is help them maximize the technology that exists. I don't see anyone shutting down computers. Well, this is just taking computers to the next level.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm I'm a lifelong entrepreneur and kind of a a non-traditional academic, and so... I feel a real obligation to prepare them for the real world. And I've never seen anything like this. And if you look at the, the numbers, I mean, they, they kind of rate the technological adoption by how long it took to get to a million users. And the previous record holder was uh, TikTok. I think it got to a million users in something uh, close to to a month or or less, uh, when they launched his TikTok, uh, Instagram also was was right there. And ChatGPT got 2 million users in seven days. And so, right. uh, and they, they yeah, all the other records they're breaking, you know, first to 10 million, first to 100 billion, and not just breaking, but shattering. And so this is a, a phenomenon, and the definition of AI is it learns from itself and gets smarter. And so uh, as you talk about inadequacies, the rate that people are using these, the pace of innovation, the amount of money – Going into these tools, uh, those inadequacies are going to get uh, fewer and fewer.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, really, you know, I hate to show my age, uh, but I was uh, in my I was in my early teens when hand calculators, pocket calculators, became a phenomenon. You know, and and they were all we were always frowned upon, and teachers were kind of like early on. No, you're not really supposed to use those. No, you can only use them for the c- certain things. No. You know, come on, it really is like the Pandora's box, right? <laughs> the genies out of the yeah. bottle. We're gonna use this. Everyone was using it for their homework. And again, to to do it with confidence and uh confidence and not in opaqueness to me just makes a lot of sense and, and really how to maximize the use of this tool. And uh you know, again, I think uh, I think the idea of taking different perspectives to The student, to help them see how to make the most of it just makes perfect sense. I I, I love it. And I like your use of the terminology, entrepreneurial, because uh, when we hear that word, we often limit it to making money, but really it's that creative form of thinking uh, to maximize whatever it is we're using. Yeah, and I think, you know, the calculator is an interesting comparison. I've
1: heard a lot of other people say it. I do think it's it's different than that, and I'm not suggesting you don't either, but, you know, the calculator was definitely replaced, uh, you know, the manual calculations, and, and it didn't take very long for, for it to be accepted. Um, and so I think that this is the, – the reason it scares people, uh, and, and admittedly I have some, some concerns about it for sure, is that it's essentially uh, – punching the buttons on the calculator for you. So now you're not really doing any – if you want. Now you're not even really touching the calculator. You're not even looking at it. You're not even holding it. You're not even considering whether it's multiplication or addition at the extremes, right, if you're just a copy-and-paste cheater, essentially, because I do view that as cheating. I I don't think that there's uh, any gray area there for me. But what I'm trying to do is inspire, convince, educate my students – that they have such a rare opportunity to be first. They can become experts. They can really, uh, you know, be at a, an advanced level as a college student that that really makes me feel like it's the Internet launching all over again. Like, you're going to be first to embrace this new tool, so learn how to use it.
0: Don't just cheat with it. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, if you didn't know operations, for example, good luck with your calculator. Yeah, yeah, well, and this
1: is... This is—it's uh, unbelievable, Kevin. The things that it can do when you really start to learn how to use it. I mean, as a research tool, or as a as an outline provider, as a as an inspiration for for you know brain fog, as uh, you know writer's block, um, you know under tight deadlines. There's so many scenarios where it just is incredibly efficient.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, talk about the kind of response you're getting from colleagues, from the university, uh, maybe even parents. Uh, you are dealing with college students, so that may help a little bit. But talk about the uh, the response you're getting from your approach, which is really being looked at by many, from what I can tell, is almost like, what, he's doing that? And a lot of shock and shock and all of that. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's interesting, because I'm
1: doing something that apparently is different and, and out there a little bit I'm actually am talking to k-12 uh, educators and stuff now um, and so you know I'm very fortunate my department here at Weber State is very innovative very forward-thinking and so my peers are all and and, and still are very supportive they're, they're like we love it you know we love that that you're out there on on the edge trying stuff and and so and the university that I teach at, at Weaver State is is largely the same way. They've they've always encouraged and embraced that I'm kind of this non traditional academic that, that really is, is more of a, a real world business person first and an academic second. And so they also have been very supportive. And so I haven't heard anything um, but I but I know that even that being said, outside of my department, I'm sure that there are our folks on campus and most definitely folks around the country that are that are concerned. And, and the thing is, is I don't, I don't disagree with that concern. I'm not, I'm not in any way saying, you know, this is how you should do it because some disciplines, Kevin, I, I think it's a much bigger challenge for some disciplines for these students to still learn important things while not hiding them from the real world. But on a national level, the reason I think I'm talking to people like you is because it has been banned in, you know, school districts. And, and they're starting to come around a little bit, but the initial response was you can't use it, uh, you won't use it. And, and I just thought that was kind of silly because there's so many ways to use it and not get caught. And, uh, you know, it, it's a losing battle. And so uh, I, I my message to them is, is hey, if you're going to try to enforce that, you're going to lose. So you need to yeah you away. know. To
0: find the I'm yeah. No, I, I was just going to say I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing some tests that have been done and uh, law exams, <laughs> law exams that have been done where uh, they mm-hmm. got a B. ChatGPT got a B on the exams. Uh, which you can pass with the law you can get a law degree if you make these over and over again you know and so that would be an example that you're alluding to to the potentially chilling effect Um, I I want someone who actually knows what they're pontificating about not just literally getting it from a machine but won't be able to use that in a courtroom for example Um, and, and they've seen that in a lot a lot of areas where it has that kind of power but again Trying to squash it, all that does is, is really, in, in the way human nature is, forces students to, to pursue it anyway and to be more opaque about it, to be less honest about it. And uh, I think honesty and clarity is crucial in, in, in something like this in order to make it use it as a tool rather than in lieu of their own ability. Well,
1: and you have to just accept that 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 and not be naive that many will not but there's already plagiarism that's rampant and there's already, you know, it's a constant battle of good versus evil. So they're, they're coming out with all these chat GPT, uh, you know, cheating uh, detection tools, if you will. And, and it doesn't take very long to figure out there's a, there's a bunch of other tools. So it's really easy, for example, to take an outcome from chat GPT, put it into a variety of other websites that'll completely change the vocabulary and the, and the writing style and the length and, and all these things, and, and I say, well, good luck trying to figure out, you know, where that came from, and so that's an easy thing to spin that, that, uh, that text into something different, and that technology has been around forever, and so, uh, or, or, you know, let me ask you this question, Kevin, this is a tough one, so, so let's say you, you have an essay you want to write, and you pose the questions that the essay is seeking to answer in the chat GPT, and it gives you a well-written answer, and you're sitting there looking at it on your your computer screen on the left, and you've got your Word document on your computer screen on the right, and you're typing in your own words, uh, but as you're looking at essentially the answers to the test on your left, you're typing in your own words on your right. uh, Where does that fall into the cheating scale?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's an enormous amount of gray area that you're dealing with as well. And, therefore, to me, it goes back to what I think you were trying to convey on News Nation and you're conveying here is that it comes down to really teaching nuanced thinking, teaching students to be good students. And uh, it's a lot of work, isn't it, and when it comes to something like this?
1: Yeah, and, and I feel for other disciplines. Like in my discipline – in my courses, you know, having them present what they're, what they're doing in short PowerPoints with, with short bullet points that they just have to speak to because they've got some knowledge, that's, that's uh, very uh, uh, available to me as, a, as an option. But if I'm asking them to write essays in an English class, am I going to have every student, you know, present a, a PowerPoint with, with bullets on their, their English paper that's five pages? No. And, and not only that, I don't want them. I don't want to have them talk to me about, I want to see their writing style. I want to see, you know, how they, uh, and so I, you know, stuff like that, I just go, wow. Um, But again, I, then I go back to the reality check that they're going to use it. And they're, and if they are told they can't, uh, many of them still will and they'll use tools to, to kind of hide where it came from. But, but then I go back even a little further and go, but what about my gray area? We just discussed Kevin, where it is in their own words and it will be undetectable, but it's essentially been uh you know spoon fed to them, if you will, without a lot of critical thought and and they're they're now thinking about it in terms of how they word it themselves but I don't have the answers, but I do know that it's, yeah that yeah, absolutely yeah, I didn't uh...
0: I didn't get the impression you had a panacea, no question about it. I wonder, is this a, a potential blow to the move towards, uh, I, I can't imagine, you know, that's another thing that the uh, education industry really need was online learning, online degrees in order to maintain relevance, it seems, you know, but it seems to me it sure makes the whole process of online learning uh, more questionable.
1: Yeah, I mean, so our program you can you can take all of our classes in person, you can take them all of them online, and most of our students do a hybrid. And so we were one of the first departments um, to to have you take our entire bachelor's degree online, if that's something you so choose. And you know, if I I were a student again, you know, I was always building a business, I would absolutely have done online. It's asynchronous, I can you know fit it into my schedule, yeah. and and so. Uh, I mean, I get it, right? But, but absolutely, for certain classes where you have no uh, live synchronous interaction, it just it does. It creates it creates uh, real real extra questions. And here's another thought exercise for you, Kevin. There's so many kind of unintended outcomes. I'm not going to call them consequences, but let's talk about scholarships for a minute, okay? If if we could, are you okay with that? Because right, I thought a lot about this this concept. If you're if you're going to sure. apply for a scholarship, there's there's three things. There's, there's need, there's uh, kind of ability, you know, your grades and stuff, and then there's the essay. And so, so I've been on a number of scholarship committees, and there's a lot of students that have the need, and there's a lot of students that have the grades, and so what it comes down to is their essay. So, so are we going to run essays through a chat GPT uh, cheating tool? No, but now all of the essays – theoretically, it just got way better. <laughs> and so, uh, so, so now it's become way more competitive to get a scholarship. So what, is the, what happens in that environment? I don't know what the outcome is there, but, but that's just one thing that I thought about that is an interesting uh, kind of thought, uh, you know, exercise to go, hmm, how, how does that impact scholarships?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and you are only scratching the surface, right? There's so many things we hadn't even thought about yet that this is going to affect. Uh, it's like peeling an onion. And so and you remember, you know, when people fill onions, they cry. So there's going to be some tears as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah. there's a lot going on here that we have only just begun to scratch the surface.
1: Well, and, and so I teach other AI tools. I teach a sales technology class. And so this is not uh, the, the end-all, be-all. It's the most user-friendly, powerful tool that I've ever seen. But there's other stuff out there that will do voice uh, AI, that will do video AI, I mean, I even saw something recently that, that some professors are saying, hey, we're going to have you handwrite uh, assignments. And so somebody made uh, just this little thing that holds a pen that just that just you say, well, you know, I want this kind of writing, I want it to be kind of messy, whatever, and the answers come out of ChatGPT and it writes it for you on a piece of paper. And so, you know, there's always going to be uh, – No, that's a pretty extreme, uh, you know, uh thing to to do but there's so many tools out there you know power it'll create the powerpoint presentations for you it'll uh you know create the the marketing plan for you and so there's there's so many things that we're headed towards that that are kind of hard to even get your head around but the pace of innovation is going to be really really fast
0: Dr. Alex Lawrence, he's been our guest. He's with Weber State University, and that's weber.edu. He's with the uh, technology department. They're engineering, applied science, and technology. You know, and I know there's part of that heavily is in the, in the sales area, sales technology, which It's going to make you automatically uh, gravitate towards speed and efficiency because that's what sales is all about. Um, But I love this conversation. It's very real world something I think that's often missing, missing in academia today. So thanks so much for your time, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, Kevin, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.